On May 23, 1939, the USS Squalus was doing a test dive in the Atlantic, not far from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. This Navy submarine, which was state-of-the-art in its day, carried on it a crew of 59 people, five officers, 51 sailors, and three civilian inspectors. At 8.35 a.m., the order was issued for the Squalus to prepare to dive. And everything was going smoothly as they began to submerge the water until the main induction valve, a large opening that brought air to the engines, suddenly came open and the engine room began to flood. Other compartments quickly filled with water and 25 people drowned almost immediately. The submarine continued to plunge below the water until it finally settled on the bottom of the ocean. Now, in the front compartments, which were sealed quickly with watertight doors, 33 people remained alive. They had lost all communication with the mainland, so they began to fire rockets to the surface, hoping that someone might see their cries for help. The sailors were wet and becoming increasingly cold, sitting in water that was just a few degrees above freezing. By 2 p.m., their air supply had degreased significantly, and toxic carbon dioxide was filling the only air they had left. Meanwhile, above the water, another boat had seen their rockets and called for help. Rescue divers were on their way, but the situation seemed pretty grim above the water, too. It was generally accepted at the time that there was no way to save a sunken submarine. There was no way anyone could get to the bottom of the ocean, dock with the submarine, rescue the crew, and get back to the surface, all while maintaining a livable air pressure. The rescue mission for the USS Squalus was believed to be virtually impossible. Deep down, everyone above the water and below the water knew that. Except suddenly, from inside the submarine, survivors heard the sound of metal boots land on top of the surface of the submarine and begin to walk around. And so they moved to the place where they heard these footsteps And someone thought to use a hammer to tap out Morse code against the wall of the submarine. And inside, these cold, wet sailors spelled out these four words. Is there any hope? Is there any hope? It's not unlike the words that the disciples mutter on the road to Emmaus from the passage we just heard in Luke's gospel. On the very same day that Jesus has risen, the very same day that the tomb is found empty, these two disciples are walking and talking about everything that has happened in the previous days when a stranger approaches them. And he asks what they've been talking about, and they begin to share with him about how their friend, Jesus, had been killed three days previously. We had hoped that he would be the one to save us, they said. 
except their hope is no longer in the present tense. It's actually in the past perfect tense, as Brenda taught me. They are speaking about something that once was but is no longer. Their hope was swallowed up right along with Jesus in the grave. And so now they are trudging along the road to Emmaus aimlessly and pretty hopelessly. So the stranger continues to journey with them along the road, and and they even invite him to come home with them. They share a meal. He takes a loaf of bread, breaks it, blesses it, and gives it to them, and suddenly their eyes are opened. How could they have not seen it all along? How could they not have known that Jesus was right there with them? And yet just when they realize this good news, he vanishes from their sight. And immediately, the text says, they get up and go to Jerusalem to share the good news that Christ is risen. Now, notice the difference in the disciples once they realize that the risen Christ is among them. It seems to take them forever to actually get to Emmaus, 16 verses actually. But they get back to Jerusalem in less than one verse. Fred Craddock points out that they walk slowly and hopelessly from Jerusalem to Emmaus and then hastily and hopefully from Emmaus to Jerusalem. When the survivors tap those words, is there any hope along the wall of the USS Falcon, they received a response from the divers outside. Yes. The following morning, the rescue ship arrived and began lowering this newly constructed rescue chamber down into the water, which made it possible for divers to reach the crew. And in three trips, they brought 26 people to the surface. They began to have some difficulty with tangled cables, but they were finally able to rescue the remaining seven survivors in their fourth trip just moments before midnight on May 24th. 39 hours after the submarine had sunk. It has been called the greatest undersea rescue of all time. But the reality is that this story is not without pain and loss, is it? 25 people died that day too. And so what do we do with such hopefulness and such painfulness all within the same story? The truth is that Easter does not mean that death is finished hurting us down here. It doesn't mean that life is easy or without pain or without pointless suffering. Life is hard. You know that. I know that. We know that. Is there any hope, we might ask? But the answer of Easter is always a resounding yes. The story of Easter that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again brings hope into all three tenses, past, present, and future. And this message calls us not to be people who had hoped, 
but people for whom the hope of the risen Lord pervades every part of our lives, our yesterdays, our todays, and our tomorrows, even when everything and everyone around us suggests otherwise. Hope is the rescue chamber that plunges to any depth to save us. And as Easter people, hope is our way home. And so, God, I ask that you would help us to be people of hope. Even when it feels like we are completely drowning, overwhelmed, afraid, alone, when we're surrounded and we just don't know where to get a breath. God, help us to cling to the hope of Easter, the hope that gives us courage to get up when we don't think we can, the hope that helps us to believe in possible things, and the hope that calls us to live another day as Easter people. The hope that reminds us that Christ is risen indeed. Amen.